attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. I'm back. Yay! I feel like we haven't done this in so long. October was nuts. I know. It's still October. It's still October. It's halfway through October, but it feels like this month is really dragging on, and I'm here for it. I know. October's my favorite month. It's the best month ever. All of we the things the happen. Halloween decorations. Adam, guess what today is? What? It's mine and our unpaid intern Ryan's anniversary. <gasps> oh, Eight actually, years. no. Facebook told me that this morning. <laughs> I totally yeah. forgot. Now I'm a jerk because I didn't say happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah. You know, you jerk. your wedding plays a significant role in Kurt and I's relationship. It does. I think you've told me the story, but I want to hear it again. Because I was very drunk at your wedding. Yes. And I remember standing outside of the camp or whatever it was and on the phone with Kurt because we had just started kind of talking and I like we kind of. Yeah, and I was very, very drunk calling him being like, I like you. I'm at a wedding and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I remember you telling me because the night before we had the rehearsal dinner, but the rehearsal dinner we just invited every single person to and we got the Kogi truck. Oh, my God. It was mm-hmm. so good. But I remember then the day before you telling me about this British boy that you liked and you're like, oh, and he's so great and he's in New York. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, somebody's a smitten kitten over here. And that was eight years ago. Um, my goodness. And now we I know. That's insane. And then the other fun fact is that my daughter's birthday is your wedding anniversary yep. with Kurt. So yep. you guys invited us to our wedding and we had a one year old. So we unfortunately didn't make it because yeah, apparently the one year old won out, well, but yeah, one. Eh, fine. She was one. Cross country flight, mm-hmm. drive to the Hamptons. Yeah. Would have been oh, I am very You would have made it. I am very sad I missed it, but <laughs> it was a significant birthday. So Ah, it was, it was, and we, yeah, we just had our fifth uh, anniversary on same yes, day. So I know. Cheers to that. Cheers. Um, blink, blink. and we just got back from London. I got, oh, I guess a week or so ago. Now. Yes. Back. The trip was amazing. Marathon was amazing. We raised over $22,000 at last count to fight blood cancer. So that was incredible. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Over $22,000. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was, you know, our team overall raised uh, half a million dollars, just about everybody mm-hmm. from team and training who was doing the London Marathon. So that was amazing. One of my teammates here in New York, she personally raised, I think, $64,000. Oh, my goodness. Like, Wow, good on crazy, her. Crazy, crazy amounts of money to kick cancer's butt. So that was great. Uh, we had a great time. Noah had a good time. Got to see friends and family. But the highlight of the trip was on our very last day. Like beat the marathon, beat everything. So you guys, if you follow us on Instagram, you've already seen this. Because uh, I had no chill. And I had to post <laughs> it. So, you know, like, and I got to tell this quick story. The trip went downhill real fast after the marathon. Because we had, I mean, you you know, with the kids and everything, you got like a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. You got to get into an Uber when you get into an Uber. Yeah. We were outside of our hotel loading everything into the Uber and we get, thought we got everything in. We take the Uber back out to the Heathrow Airport. We picked up a rental car that we were driving up to see some family. We're loading all the stuff into the rental car and we're like, where's the green backpack? What's in the green backpack? Oh, 
Noah's teddies, a tablet. Oh, uh, nope. Some other things we had bought. Gone. Gone? Gone. It was gone? gone, gone like gone. you went, did so, you guys go back? No, I mean, because we were already all the way out of Heathrow, oh. which is like Heathrow Airport is really far from the city, from like the center of London. So we called some teammates of mine who were still at the hotel. They went out and looked around. They tried to find it. We called to, the hotel. To help all of my Californian friends that would be like if you were in Santa Clarita and you were at LAX. So you left Santa Clarita and you're in LAX. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, pretty much. So you're not going back at that point. You pass the point of no return. We filed police reports, this whole thing. Somebody nicked it and it stinks. But mm. all that was made better by seeing some family up north. We had a great time and Noah met all of his aunts and uncles and cousins and great aunts and uncles and everybody. We had a good old, good old time at a pub. But none of that can be topped. <laughs> By the very last day. So we go back to Heathrow. Uh, We stayed at the Hilton Garden Inn, which, by the way, if you're ever at London Heathrow, um, maybe if you're going to Disneyland Paris and you're Mm -hmm. stopping over in London, the Hilton Garden Inn at London Heathrow, it's connected directly to two terminals. So you don't even have to go outside to get into the terminal, like to get on the plane, which was genius for flying out the next morning. So we stayed there anyway. We get all of our stuff. You know, we got all the suitcases, the stroller, the this, the that. And we're standing, waiting for the elevator. And the elevator opens. And I can't see who's in the elevator. But Kurt goes, oh, hi. We love your vlogs. We watch them every week. And all I hear is this voice coming from the elevator going, oh, thanks so much. And then the elevator closes. And Kurt's like, oh, my gosh. I was like, what? He goes, it was Adam and Gary from... Adam Hatton, the vlogs, we talk about them all the time. I bring them up. They're like my favorite British YouTubers. Yes, Adam Hatton so they and were Gary C, which you have told Gary me about. C. And I've started watching them and I adore them. Aren't they great? They are so <laughs> cute. Adam Hatton sings songs like everything as he's walking around. He's mm-hmm. very clever. They're both like Gary C is just so sweet. I also thought they were partners. They're not. They're just nope. best friends. No, they're just like best friends. Yeah. They're best, best friends, friends who love who Disney. Love Disney. So I wonder Adam, what that's like, Adam. Adam worked. <laughs> I know. So Adam worked at the UK Pavilion at Epcot for a long time when he was a cast member. Aww. And now he's like created this whole empire. There's merch. There's this. There's yep. that. He's written books, like travel guides and all this stuff. Anyway, so I was like, what? Because I didn't see him. So we get in the next elevator. We go down the lobby. And there they are, <laughs> like standing there. I have, again, zero chill. I can't say a word. I'm like, Kurt's doing all the talking because I'm just like in my professional life, I've come across celebrities and big names and this and that and carried on the conversation and been totally fine. I stumble into these two and I am speechless and can't muster a complete sentence to save my (laughs) life. So took a selfie with them. They were lovely. They asked our names. They were telling us they were on their way to Disney World to do the Halloween vlogs, which are now up. Took a picture with them. They were absolutely lovely. They commented on the photo. It was so sweet. They did. Yeah, great. It was just, it was amazing. And they were, they were just fun. We had a little chat with them for a few minutes and then went on our merry way. And we came back to New York and they went and had a much more fun time in Orlando. Oh my gosh. I was watching one of their vlogs. I'm still like a, a round behind. So I'm watching all of their Disney Wish cruise and they started their stay at Pop Century. And I think I texted you. I was like, yeah. I forgot how great Pop Century is. I should stay there next time. 
But then it's so cheap and so good. It's got everything. But then also they went on the cruise. It was incredible. They did a great job. What I really like about them. They have so much fun on the cruise. They have so much fun. But what I really like about them that's different than most of those vloggers is they do give like really helpful tips and hints about things rather than it just being like, wow, here's a room tour, one of 70 million room tours you've seen before. Like they actually show you how things function or if they're like, hey, we learned this hot tip on how to get in to get a better reservation, all that kind of stuff. They share a lot of that. But then at the end of their trip, those two went and stayed concierge level at the Grand Floridian. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm here for this content, a thing I could never afford, but good on you guys. And I want to know everything. So, yeah, you need to watch there. So when they did that um, during the pandemic, when Disney like shipped the cruise ship off to the UK to literally just drive around the UK (laughs) to give people something to do. And they did these like COVID cruises. The two of them went on that and they stayed in a concierge suite, one bedroom suite on the magic. And this thing was insane. It was ginormous. (laughs) They had like this massive living room, a bathroom bigger than my New York City apartment, like on the boat. They're just, the two of them are two peas in a pod. You watch them more. You learn their little sayings, like having a little moo-moo shiru. Yes. Which means like you're going to look. Yep. I pick it up. I look at the price. I put it back. And then they do things like, oh, every time they go to Disneyland Paris, uh-huh. they sing, sorry, like the exit. Yeah. Or sorte, sorte, or whatever. However you say exit in French, they sing it every time. I love it. it. They're just, they're funny. They're entertaining. But they, you're right. They really do give great tips mm-hmm. like we've picked up a lot of our tips and tricks for park visits from watching them. yeah highly recommend them i think they've quickly become my favorite disney like <laughs> you youtube account so and dana like they were scraping the barrel during the pandemic oh i'm sure like oh my gosh Poor Brits, they, were, they can't go anywhere they're just they stuck. were going to like the saddest little amusement park in the uk trying to vlog from there being like it was you just felt for them. It was really bad but good on them. Anyway, so it was super sweet to meet them. They were lovely. Good. Yeah, it was it was just cool. So now we just have to meet Victoria at some point. But I got to say, it was honestly the most random thing to ever happen. Like, we happened to be at the same hotel at the same time. Like, it was super It weird. was great. But it was great. I looked at my phone and I had a 3 a.m. missed text because guess what? I wasn't awake then. <laughs> that was from you. It was like seven <laughs> missed texts. It was all from Adam saying like, oh, my God, look who I met. Sending the picture. I talked to them. I said some words. Kurt said more words. It was great. I don't really know. I'm like on cloud nine. And then I wake up. I'm looking at all this, laughing about it. And then I check our Gen D Instagram and I see that they've liked and like commented on everything. I was like, oh my goodness, this must be making Adam so happy. So. Oh my gosh. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I saw that when we landed, I got your text back once we got back to the U.S. Okay, so should we talk a little mouse musings? Do a little news? I think we shall. I think, folks, we're going to do the the classic episodes. We're going to do some news up top, and I got a vault ready for us on the back end of this episode. But, yeah, it's mid-October. Last time we talked about news, it was all about the D23 shenanigans, and there's been a lot more stuff that's come out since then. I got to tell you. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you about D23. Uh So we just watched, speaking of vlogs, we just watched – Victoria's latest vlog because she went out to California for D23. Uh All she could muster because she was on like a paid trip. Like it was a Disney press trip. They brought a bunch of the UK Disney press vloggers over. And she like comes out of the D23 thing. She's like, 
Well, that was the most exciting thing ever. I'm so glad I spent all that money to go overseas for this event. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, on that note, should we start at Disney World? We'll start out here on the East Coast, Mm -hmm. then we'll come back. Yeah. To our beloved West Coast. So all this stuff about Epcot. Like I am still I am still fully of the belief that Dame Judy Dench caused the pandemic to keep her from ever being replaced on Spaceship Earth. Like, <laughs> she will live on forever. They can never replace her. And she caused a pandemic to ensure that. Wait, because hold on. They are hold on. Canceling- One second. Are they going to ever... Was the what? plan to get rid of Judy Dench's voice on this ride? I don't know. I'm assuming it was going to be a whole new, like, story and blah, blah, blah Ooh, through the thing. I don't like that. I thought maybe they just keep no, her as a narrator. Especially when your son, like... Punches a screen, and you get Damen Junden in German. Okay, but over at Epcot, I mean, you know, it's still a construction zone. It's like if you want to go to a theme park slash construction zone, go to Epcot right now. Yep. And they've been like, you know, piecing it together and they've been digging up, tearing everything down. Well, we know that the originally planned uh, festival pavilion, they canned that a while ago. The Mary Poppins attraction is on ice still. Which can we forever. take a quick pause on that? It's know. supposed to just be a carousel, folks. Like this is not revolutionary technology we're working <laughs> with here. This is a pretty easy thing to put into the park. You already have multiple ones. I know, but how amazing would it have been if they had done like a dark ride? Like you walk into the house, the darling's house, uh, right? And like, I know. And then you get on the ride, which takes you through Mary Poppins, and you wind up in the cartoon. Like they could have taken a piece from Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and brought you yes. into the cartoon bits of the movie. Yes. Like it could have done been done. Come on, again, they should hire. They should be us. Disney. Hello. We should, we can just sit around. Did you watch She Hulk on Disney? No, Plus not yet. Not yet. Oh. Dana, you'd love uh, it. you you, you love, love Marvel. It. I'm I'm a, okay on Marvel. No, this is you would lo- you would love this one okay. because okay. any never mind the joke won't make sense. I'm just gonna let it well, go anyway. So Adam, you're you're <laughs> spot on about a Mary Poppins ride. Like that is so perfect. You can do it like Secret Life of Pets at Universal in California has that where you walk into the New York apartment and it's their apartment. Yeah, the whole line is the apartment from Secret Life of Pets and it's adorable. You could do the same thing. Yeah, the entrance literally could have been the entrance to their house. Yeah. Oh, that would be so great. And the ride vehicle. What? They could have umbrellas? Been, like modernized Peter Pan's flight and made umbrellas. it umbrellas. You do. That you're sat in the hook of the umbrella. Dude, dude, you sit in the hook of the umbrella. It's like Peter Pan meets E.T. with the bikes. You could do a whole pe- little thing. The parrots up there. You all that music. It ends with let's go fly <gasps> a kite. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it would be so good. It would be so good. Why don't they hire us? You could race with we the horses ideas. in the horse race part. Oh, it would have been like, it could have been amazing. It could have been half set pieces, half screens and animation and like. <sighs> okay. Disney, now I'm just actually mad. Well, anyway, like make this, happening. make this ride happen. Ugh. Feed the anyway. birds. You can well, feed the birds as you gone. fly so, over in your umbrella. Dana, I'm on Dana, it. Dana, you got to let oh, it go. Okay. You got it. You got to okay, let it fine. go. Fine. Okay. So anyhow, back to Epcot and the things that are not doing. Things not happening. They've been like, if you kind of read through it, like they were, they made this big announcement for the play pavilion that was supposed to be a replacement for the wonders of life and world discovery. And so this was going to be like this whole 
play thing with things for kids to do and all this stuff and explore and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Well, they were actually building it. There's construction walls up. And the rumor is the play pavilion is like halfway done or so. And they've now pulled the plug on it. What? Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) This is the play pavilion that was supposed to be Moana themed? Is that the section? No, no, no. No, that's the journey to water with Moana. That's still happening. Gotcha. Okay. That all is well under construction. This is the play pavilion was meant to be next to the Guardians ride. Oh, right. Right, right. And in the old world of nature pavilion thing. Right. This is where they're rebuilding it. So anyway, uh, rumors are that they fired a bunch of the engineers during layoffs who were working on it. And apparently Josh tomorrow pulled the trigger and just recently killed the project completely. Apparently a lot of the interior had been installed and completed and they're just kind of like, oh, well, scrap it. So nobody knows what they're going to do with it. I don't know if they ran out of money, decided it was didn't work, didn't like the ideas. But I mean, the fact that they got this thing halfway built yeah. and did the interiors and had all that done. But again, this is the same company that's like, oh, we're going to just trash the harmonious barges because those aren't working. And they spent a bajillion million dollars on those harmonious barges. Yeah. And allegedly those are going away. Yeah. So um, who knows? Who? This is crazy. I, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I, I have so many questions that you don't have answers to because nobody does. But I'm like. <laughs> What are you going to do with that space? That's a pretty significant like walkway area into the rest of like nobody knows. It's just look, the entire big hoopla that they announced of like what was going to happen to Epcot is just slowly been like most things. Yeah. Healed back. Oh, man. Well, okay. Anyway. Well, enjoy the stanchions at Epcot for another seven (laughs) more years, I guess, until they figure, figure out what to do. Yeah. But you know what, though? You can get a nice Norwegian meal now at Epcot. Well, nice is an operative word. That is a choice word. Uh, clearly, you have not been there for a while. I have not. I have not. I've never been here. Uh. But uh, apparently, the we're going to completely butcher how you say the name of this restaurant. But we're going to go with Acker, Acker House. Acker House? Acker House? I think that's right. Acker Something House? Norwegian. Royal Acker House. Royal Banquet Hall is officially reopened at Epcot. This is like, hold up. It's been been a while. So it will reopen on November 4th. But you can, I think you can start making reservations now. Nope, October 24th, you can start making reservations. But this is a Disney princess character mm-hmm. meal experience featuring traditional Norwegian dishes. Yes. Including, ready? I'm going to butcher every single one of these. So just be prepared. Traditional Kajutakaker, sure. Sir, those were not Norwegian words. meatballs. Those were not words. <laughs> those weren't even were Norwegian Nor- have words. Have you been to Ikea? Have you been to Ikea? Yes. These are words. Yeah, but what you words. just said were, were not words. Kajutakaker, a traditional kajutakaker. Kajotokaker? I don't know. Kaker? And whatever. Featuring Norwegian meatballs, hopefully just as good as the Ikea ones, and the... <laughs> Kyling Og Melbuller, <laughs> that Norwegian take on chicken and dumplings. Ooh, okay. But don't worry, though. They still got your American fixings. You can still get some mac and cheese, some mashed potatoes. Yep. Some, like, you know, grilled salmon, chicken, turkey. I don't know, whatever, any of that stuff. But you've worked this event in previous iterations of it. I've worked this, and I took my three-year-old daughter at the time 
to this event in 2019. So I've had some experience with their food. First off, tell us about I'm going to start with some good news, just like on the news front. This is my prediction. This is just a rumor and my own prediction. But I do think now that this is like one of the last of the restaurants to reopen since the pandemic at Disney World. I think that within the next two months, maybe even sooner, we'll hear that they're going to bring back the dining plan, the, the Disney dining plan, because they needed this one to be open as a credit. And since they have left the dining plan logo off of anything, I do think that it's going to come back. This is just a rumor and a hot Hot take take from Dana. Knowing nothing, but knowing a little bit of something, I do think it'll come back now that this is going to reopen. Okay. Acker House, Acker House, however you say it. I have a lot of mixed emotions personally about this place. Do I recommend it? I don't recommend any princess dining at Disney World or frankly anywhere. I think that you can meet, I don't think, I know you can meet every princess in the parks at the different fairy tale halls and you're going to see all of them. That's not going to cost you anything but time to meet them. This is a very expensive meal, as is Cinderella's Royal Table, which is even more expensive. But you're you're dropping like so much money. I think it's like over 60 bucks an adult and like over 30 bucks a kid at each of these, if not more. So I all of that for some uh the Yeah. Are you the Swedish chef now? Yeah. I like I don't know. I don't know how you say any of this stuff. Literally, like they make, you know, their thing is making instructions with pictures of stick figures. So I just It's true. It's so bad. Uh, but I do love the, their the furniture. menu looks like and at the restaurant. I do love their menu at, at Ikea. Um, I think an Ikea meal is far superior than my meal I've ever had at Acker House. At Acker House. <laughs> I truly, and a lot cheaper. You can get a whole like Thanksgiving style turkey, you know, and meatball situation oh at Ikea for like $10. So do you know how genius it would be if they just had done a sponsorship with Ikea? I mean, and just sold the IKEA food at the Oscar House or whatever we're calling it. Clearly, Disney's needing some money, so maybe they need to start bringing back some sponsors since they got rid of them like two decades ago. And they could have like done the whole place in IKEA furniture. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome, Disney. Now, Oscar House. So this is just a personal story. Everybody, strap in. I worked Oscar House a lot. As Alice in Wonderland, because Alice is over at the UK Pavilion, and that was like 90% of my time I worked at Disney. That is the shift I had, was working at UK Alice. When a princess calls out sick for the day, is not going to be there, they will try to fill that position. But if they can't do it early in the morning, because they serve breakfast at Ocker House, they need somebody there ASAP. And so who gets to be the like substitute princess but alice in wonderland so i would come in you know four of my five work days to epcot to check in hey it's me i'm alice today and like one day out of the week they'd be like today instead of going to the uk you're going over to ocker house and you get to be the bonus princess because jasmine checked out today or whatever so i would show up and i cannot tell you how much i hated this Jasmine's shift. having a rough day Jasmine's having a rough day. Um, it was always like Jasmine, Ariel, Belle, and I think Cinderella. 
maybe Sleeping Beauty. It was like a lot of princesses. So that's cool. But one of them would check out. I would show up and every guest would look at me like they were so to their core, (laughs) disappointed to see me. They would be like, like, either, oh, "Oh, Cinderella's not here today. And I would be like, no, Cinderella's not here today. You get me, Alice in Wonderland. I'm here. Good on me for being here. Sorry. And and, I mean, of course, I wasn't talking this way. I'd have to say something silly like, oh, she's late for the ball or whatever. But um, the other hard part was that sometimes people wouldn't know that I was. They thought like I was Belle in my plain clothes, my village clothes. Like they'd be like, oh, are you being Belle? And it's like the hair is blonde. Yeah. Like and then it's a weird thing that you're trying to explain, but not like step on a different princess's toes or storyline also doesn't that mess with the like the space-time continuum of princesses i mean i think it's all kind of messed up because they have them always at breakfasts and stuff but yeah like i mean it's in training they just tell you to kind of like shirk it off and like change the subject back to your own storyline so i would do that a lot there i would tell people that i liked to read (laughs) books or that i aspired to be like Belle, but i'm just a kid so, so Kurt has this thing about all the princesses when, especially now when we watch them on vlogs mm-hmm. and like they get asked questions and Kurt's like, watch them. They're dead in the eyes. And they're just like, mm-hmm. think of an answer. Think of an answer. Think of an answer. Oh yes. The mice are at the play today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they move on. Like it's, it's, it's so yeah. much. I'm so grateful that social media wasn't like a big thing when I worked there that people weren't caught constantly recording me they did a little bit took a boatload of photos but oh my goodness some of the answers i probably gave i would be so embarrassed dana that was back in the time with the big old vhs camcorders that people well, had, right? well i wasn't a character in the 90s it was <laughs> 2008 and 9 but yeah like but it was definitely uh, flip phone status that was where we were at so or do you remember those little cameras that were like the it was like a rectangle shaped thing it was a digital video camera and it was like. Yes. Oh, what was that, that called? That. Ryan had one. Ryan got one because he was. Oh, man, we are really deviating. We had one. We had one. Flip? A flip? No. Is that what it was called? Was it a flip camera? Maybe. I think it was called a flip camera. It wasn't. Yeah, because the USB thing flipped out. I think, yeah. Yeah, like it popped out to the side. Yeah. We got one because Ryan was on the 12 Days of Giveaways on the Ellen DeGeneres show one year because yours truly, oh, I'm sharing some serious tea here. Yours truly worked on the Ellen show for a season. This, Well, we know, but I never knew Ryan got to go to it. Yeah, because I knew when they were going to drop some more tickets. So I maybe had texted him and said, hey, you should get on the website around this time. And he did, and he got tickets. But it was highly illegal. We were not supposed to have friends and family come to the the set during the 12 days of giveaways. Uh, Ellen's coming for you now. I'm pretty worried now that the Um, show's off I mean, you remember when we worked together in LA, how desperate I was to try to get tickets to the 12 days of giveaways. And I would be like on the website every day, trying to get a ticket yep. to the 12 days of giveaways never never happened well, you should have known someone she except that you did good stuff back in the day yeah ryan won the travel day so he and his sister were in the audience and they got like 
so much stuff, including free tickets to anywhere in the continental U.S. round trip, um, like a whole Samsonite luggage set piece, that flip camera that we're talking about, a boatload of jewelry from like K Jewelers, which was super ugly, but we they sold it. They have to pay it. taxes on all that stuff? It's all tax free. I would have to share that with all of the guests who are like in the audience oh. um, when they're walking out. So here, I feel like you we're, just, taxed on that. we're just changing this episode to a behind the scenes of how Ellen's <laughs> audience worked. Department work, but well, um, when, we can really get into the Ellen deep dive. Oof, we're not going to do that today. But when people would leave, if there was an item that was small enough for them to take with them, like the, like a camera, you would just hand it to them on their way out. But if it was something large, like a trampoline, which is an actual thing that we gave away in one of the seasons I worked there, you would get a voucher for them to ship it to your house. And I remember like handing them out and there'd always be like somebody super surly who didn't want it. And they'd be like, I want yesterday's prizes. And it's like, that's not how it works, bud. But then they would say like, well, what, what can I even do with this? It was like, you can re-gift it to a kid, you know, who would love a trampoline. By the way, all of this is tax-free. So every gift that you get on the Ellen show you don't have to pay taxes for. And there's always that one mean old cuss in the group who'd be like, I don't want this because I don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> and I'd come in there and be like, you don't have to, bud. But yeah, that was my time on Ellen. That was the 12 days of giveaways. Highly illegal to share when they are dropping tickets, yet I still did and my husband still got on. Illegal or like Ellen illegal? Ellen illegal, like which is pretty illegal. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know, she has a dungeon where she locks up bad employees. Anyway, <laughs> we won't go there. Uh, okay. So back to why you guys are here at Disney. So, Locker House, head. it's available. Dana would not recommend you book it, but you can if you really want to. So, there you go. You know, do your things. Okay. So, back on the left coast, mm -hmm. the West Coast, left coast, file this under things we didn't ask for, but we're getting anyway. Uh-oh. Is this an uh-oh? Magic bands. Oh. oh mm, the magic yeah. bands. The magic bands are officially rolling out at Disneyland tomorrow for annual pass holders, cast members, and DVC members. Mm. Can start using magic bands at Disneyland tomorrow, everybody else, on October 26th. And so apparently, here's what I don't know and I haven't been able to find out yet. I don't want to pay for a magic band plus. And that's what they're rolling out at Disneyland right now are the new ones that you have to charge and the whole thing. I have my old school magic bands that I love mm -hmm. that still work all these years later. And I rotate them depending on the Disney World outfit of the day. And you love it. I you love, love it. it. Dana's seen my layout of clothing. Oh, I get texts days before your trip. I get texts yeah. of, do you like outfit A or outfit B for my Animal Kingdom day? <laughs> And whenever I choose, you usually pick the opposite, sir. I know. It's fine. So <laughs> these Magic Band Pluses are rolling out. And apparently, because this will be worth your 50-some-odd dollars it costs from Magic Band Plus, it is now interacting with the World of Color show at DCA. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It lights up and sparkles and vibrates on your wrist or something when World of Color goes. Look, I think these things are worthless. I got to be honest. Like... I find the convenience of the Magic Band great. Mm -hmm. I love the use of it at Disney World. I love that you can leave your wallet in a safe at your hotel room. You don't have to fumble around with tickets. They were even better pre 
you having to live on your app all day at the parks because yeah. you didn't even have to really look at your phone that much, yeah. right? Like you could just tap in, tap out of stuff, buy something with your watch and not know how much you're spending until the end of the trip. And it was great. So I love the convenience of it. I love that it's waterproof. You can go up to the bar at the pool and just order more drinks, tap your wrist, and there you go, and off you go. I also do like the Disney Magic or what a mobile magic version of it now where you yeah. can turn your Apple watch into a magic band, yeah. which I think is great. And you, and it's got the like RF thing basically built in where you don't have to touch anything on your Apple watch. You just hold it up to the reader and it automatically activates your built in magic band in your Apple watch, yeah. which is kind of cool. But Disneyland, for some reason, they just never brought this over there after all these years of having the magic band. Cause it really wasn't, a need for it, I guess. I think there would be a, an enjoyment for it. I'm a little conflicted about this. I think Magic Band Plus is a no for me. I don't need it. We don't want it. Yeah, if if it. you're wondering what we're talking about with Magic Band Plus, I mean, Adam explained that like it's going to like sync with world of color or fireworks or, you know, you can walk up to little statues or things and it's going to like make them be engaged. If you've been to Universal Studios and you've seen people buy the fancy wands at Harry Potter, oh, same effect, Potter yeah, you yeah. know, but that's a little bit more special because it's a literal magical world <laughs> and it's kind of cool and it feels I think it works there. I don't think it works at Disney World. And we've already done this before. Like a decade ago, they were selling those Mickey ears and, and mini headband ears that were the same thing that lit up to go with the fireworks Yeah, show. and how many of those do you see around in the park zone? Exactly. You don't. So I don't think we need this gimmick of it, but I'm right there with you on the functionality of a magic band. I do like that. What I am hoping... And I know that you might not feel this way. Maybe other people might not feel this way. I am actually team Magic Band for Disneyland because I like the ease and accessibility of walking through the turnstiles mm -hmm. without like the physical, like moving the turnstile, stopping everything. Like it just is so much of a better flow in Florida than it is a at flow. Disneyland. Yeah. So that's what I'm wondering if you can link your previous regular old Magic Bands to your Disneyland app. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam. I read the language about this Magic Band Plus and Disneyland, and the language is really spotty about just a regular old Magic Band. I don't, I think right. it's because they're just trying to deter us from buying them, but I'm not totally clear. So I think only time will tell once this all gets started if you can just buy the run of the mill Magic Band. And or use that. your one from Disney World three years ago, yeah. right? Like we have a drawer full of magic bands Same. from previous trips. And like they're great. We reuse them. You literally, they're constantly linked to the My Disney Experience account. Like they're all there. Yeah. We can use them whenever we want to use them. The one place I'm shocked that they did not incorporate the magic bands are the cruise line. Like they give you the card and you have to use your like key to the world card or whatever it's called on the cruise lines for your door to pay for drinks, do all those things. Why did they not just bring the Magic Band technology under the cruise ships? It couldn't have been that hard to make that be your room key. They're waterproof. Like it's kind of like a, a no brainer. Like I don't yeah. get it. I agree with you. I don't know why they're not there either. That seems like a huge miss to me but where you just want to leave your stuff in your safe in your room and your cabin the whole time and like just wear your magic band. i don't know yeah anyway somebody told me a rumor that you can use them but i have not i've scoured the internet and i've not seen that in actuality well, anywhere so sounds like we just need to go on our cruise and find out adam <sighs> i cannot wait i know 
Did I tell you I had a dream about our cruise the other night? No. What was it? Oh, I did. And that the ship was so big that we couldn't find the room. And they had a version of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train on the ship because that's a thing in my head. And so instead, we all just, it was like you, Ryan and Ray, and me, Kurt and Noah, just rode Seven Dwarfs Mine Train around and around because we literally gave up trying to find our cabins because the place was so big. We just gave up and just rode the train until it was time for dinner. Incredible. I love it. And that was my dream. Uh, Amazing. So anyway, on the same note as the Magic Band Plus launch, there is a rumor. Uh Uh-oh. I have a rumor. Do you watch Umbrella Academy? Yes. Um. Two Inside Baseball, but the company I used to work for made that show. So I got to see it all before it came out. Ooh. Anyway, where she's always like, I heard a rumor. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's the us. segment. Anyway, look, I heard a rumor. So with the Magic Band Plus coming, they are apparently getting rid of the paper tickets that you get at Disneyland when you scan in. They yeah. always give you that paper ticket when you scan in with your digital ticket. And they always give you that paper one. And they always got like a cool, they've got either one of the characters or a ride or Space Mountain or like a Stormtrooper on it or something. We have a whole collection of these tickets. I know. Guys, they're going away. I know. Everybody save your tickets. Save your old paper tickets. They're going to be worth something at some point. I will still find fast passes and they bring a tear to my eye when I find those paper fast Mm -hmm. passes. But save them. There's just something about that paper ticket. I know. That felt nostalgic almost. Yeah. Like you had it in your wallet and you had to scan it to do stuff with and do those things. Anyway. So apparently they're going to be phased out soon as in like the next couple of weeks. But the rumor is that those turnstiles are also going to go away because of that. And so maybe that'll make things faster. Yeah. I hope so. entry into the park. Now the next step, Disneyland, is to get rid of the security system and take the Disney World method and just have like the scan. Oh, I heard rumor it's coming. Oh, really? I heard rumor they've put it there. God, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I heard rumor it's at, I can't remember where I saw the, which entrance it was at. We'll have to look it up and talk about it next week. But they've apparently brought the body scanner things. Okay. Finally. Great. Awesome. Oh, where you don't have to do the bag search anymore. It's yeah. great. Yes. Great, great, great. Yeah. Um, okay. One last thing to mention in the huh Uh-oh. department. Mm-hmm. That'll be a huh. <laughs> <laughs> we know the parks are crowded. Uh-oh. And lines are long. <laughs> apparently on October 14th at around 2.30 in the afternoon, the line the standby line for Rise of the Resistance oh, reached no. a whopping 420 minutes. Now, if you want me to do the math for you. Yeah, I do. I can't that math. That is a seven-hour wait. Stop. No. <laughs> Who waited an entire yep. day in that line? Yep. How yep. many times did it break down? It had to have broken down like 70 it, it, times. Apparently, it broke down a few times. I, and, and the line got backed up because people did not leave the line. Because, you know, how they sometimes let yeah. you just stay if you're in line. Yep. The ride breaks down and they think they're going to get it back up soon. It will stay. Now, apparently, this was like an insane day at Disney World. Disneyland. Um, Remy's was. Oh, wait, like, this is Disney World? No, this was a Disney, Disney World. World. This is Good a Disney World. Grief. Okay. So. Remy's apparently got up to 120 minutes that day and stayed there for most of the day. Slinky Dog Dash was at like 110. Flight of Passage stayed at two hours. Navi River Journey was almost at two hours. Uh, like, so no. it was a busy day at the resort anyway. But yeah, 
420 minute standby. And then apparently after it got up to 420 minutes, they closed the ride again. <gasps> um, <sighs> and then the rest of the day, it sat around 200 minutes. Oh my goodness. Okay, Adam, is there anything on this universe that you would wait over seven hours for? No, no, no. I, I don't do lines. I don't either. You know me. I find the ways to get in and out of the lines. I don't either. But you know what's nope. happening with Rise of the Resistance is if it broke down that many times, they've got all these people who probably bought the, the lightning lane yep. earlier in the day. It's they're returning because they couldn't go during their allotted time hours earlier. Again, why this lightning lane thing is a disaster of an idea that we're never going to get rid of. No. And as long as Bob Paycheck's around, nope. we'll be paying. Yep. We're basically back to the e-ticket attraction experience. Pay uh. for the ride you want to go on. And also $150 to go into the park. Yay. Well, we didn't even mention this week, and we can bring this up next week. The ticket prices are going up once again at Disneyland, as well as Genie Plus. Yes. They've upped the price on that. And it's on a, like, what are they calling it? Like a demand A rolling basis. It's like a rolling. So on a Saturday, on a Christmas Saturday, they're going to have the highest price point of Genie Plus. It's going to cost $400 for Genie Plus on a Christmas Saturday, basically. Versus like a mid-February Tuesday. It's not going to be that as expensive. It'll be at its lowest. So Bleed me dry. Ridiculous. Anyway, that's all I got. Well, I think you all got some good little uh, information in there and some weird (laughs) side pieces about us talking about both Ellen DeGeneres and my time working at Ocker House. But that was fun. Oh, my gosh. I used to tell you one more thing. Yeah. Because Victoria was in – I don't know why this just popped in my head. But because Victoria was at Disneyland. And this is the first time she'd ever gone to Disneyland from Mm -hmm. the UK. I was so disappointed in her. Uh Oh. The very first restaurant they ate at in the parks. Oh, no. What? Wait, is this a Disneyland or, or DCA? Uh, DCA. Okay, let me guess. Her first one, she ate at Alien Pizza Planet. No. Okay. Um, first one. What would highly disappoint me? Highly disappoint you? I don't really know what would... It, wait, hold on. What would highly disappoint you? Hungry Bear? I don't... No, I love, no. Is this a, is this a one that you have it's to... It's a DCA. No, Hungry Bear is over at Critter Country in Disneyland. I know, um, but I'm talking about DCA. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm I missed DCA, that. I missed that. Oh, Disneyland. highly disappoint you at DCA. What would it be that you would eat at? I don't know. What is it? That stupid knockoff Italian restaurant. The knockoff... <gasps> Wine Country Trattoria. Her name is mm. Victoria. At Trattoria. She ate at the one and she was like, this is great. It's I good. was like, you haven't been to an Olive Garden. You don't know. You don't know. No, no it's awful. It's great. It's great. And you don't awful. know. We are finger wagging at each other I right do now. know. I know fine Italian dining and that is the Olive Garden. You know you. unlimited breadsticks and soup and salad. <laughs> what does it say about me that we actually went to like a really fancy Italian restaurant for our wedding anniversary and that we were both like... I think the Olive Garden would have been better. Oh, woof. <laughs> I like Wine Country Chitoria. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's better than um, no. than your OG, your Olive Garden. I don't know why we're friends. Anyway, should we should we dive into the vault? We shall. Dive, dive, dive. Um, okay, this one I, I cobbled together today because I was trying to think, frankly, we've done so many attractions over at Disneyland. It's starting to get hard. It's, pickings are slim now. 
But then I found this one and I was like, oh, I like this story. And also I've grown fond of this attraction over years. I'm going to be talking about none other than Tom Sawyer's Island. I have never stepped foot there ever. You haven't? Well, I don't know why you would if you don't have a small child. But now that you do, next time, go over to Tom Sawyer Island. It's a bit of a trek. You got to take a raft over there. So I get why you didn't go. <laughs> okay. But it's a cute it's a cute story. And this one holds a very specific piece of Disney history and legend because it is the only attraction that Walt Disney designed entirely on his own. So I'll begin with the beginning. Walt wanted an island playground to be located in the heart of Disneyland from the very beginning of the concept of Disneyland. Even early concept art showed a like island playground that was present in the renderings from the late 1940s. The theme of the island has shifted over the decades. At first, Walt wanted this to be like the home base for the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and he wanted to call it Mickey Mouse Island. So it was going to be all Mickey Mouse themed. The clubhouse was going to be there. You could go visit, I guess, Net Funicello or whoever, and that didn't work. So then he thought about putting storybook land over the island, but ultimately he decided to create a whole new idea and make it a Tom Sawyer theme. Walt loved the characters of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn because they are Mark Twain stories and Mark Twain grew up in Missouri and I think Walt always has had a kinship with Mark Twain. So that's how we came to be with the Tom Sawyer Island concept. After the initial pitch of the idea and saying, hey, I want to create this world where kids can just kind of play and run around, Imagineers are like, great, we're going to need that because there is literally no playground at Disneyland. Everything is a line or learning, but we need something that's more of a spontaneous place. So everybody was all for Tom Sawyer Island. After Walt's initial you know, pitch to his Imagineers, he ended up putting Marvin Davis, who was an Imagineer, to the task. Marvin came in weeks later and pitched out a few concepts back to Walt, and Walt hated them. Walt was like, mm-mm, these aren't good. Um, yes, so, sir. Poor Marvin. Marvin, like, recalls going back for a third time, like, drafting a new art concept and pitching it to Walt. And Marvin's quote was from Walt, he snatched out of his hand and goes, give me that thing. And took the concept home that night to work on it himself. <laughs> Apparently, Walt had a barn at his property, and that's where he would go and like do artwork and renderings for rides and stuff. So the next morning, Marvin shows up to work, and Walt has is sitting at Marvin's desk and is like, "Here you go, bud." And on tracing paper, he had already laid out like in perfect scale how he wanted to create Tom Sawyer Island complete with like the ramps and the caves and all the inlets. And he told Marvin, and this is the quote that Marvin recalls now quit fooling around and draw it the way it should be. So (laughs) Marvin did Um, (laughs) Marvin's the quote I found online was by God, I did. I put it down. I traced it off of exactly what Walt had. And that is what it is today. He literally drew it himself. So there you go. That's This is a Walt rendering. The island first opened one year after Disneyland did in 1956. And from day one, guests have always had to hop on a river raft, go over to the island where they can run around, explore caves, go through the tree houses, cross bridges, and make it to the original Fort Wilderness. So if you've ever wondered if Disneyland has a Fort Wilderness, they do. It's over at Tom Sawyer Island. 
Tom Sawyer Island was popular from the beginning because it, like I said before, it was like the place that kids could actually run around. And still pretty much today, that's the only place kids can go and enjoy a playground because Toontown is closed right now. So if you're looking for a playground spot, you got to take yeah. that raft over. Well, you got the, what do you call it? The Red Creek, Red Tree Creek, Redwood Creek. Yeah, keep going. Tree Creek. You're close. Keep trying. That thing. Uh huh. The Redwood Creek <laughs> Challenge Trail over at California yeah, Adventure. Yeah, that one, that one. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yes, there's that one, but it's at California Adventure. The island has definitely gone through a series of renovations over the decades. The first major renovation happened in 1992 when the island became part of the first nighttime show, Fantasmic. So they had to create that south side, the part you can see from New Orleans Square. They had to completely like lop it off and redesign it to make it into a stage that could handle like pyrotechnics and lighting and such. And around that time, around the early 90s, I think the Disney company just kind of started forgetting about Tom Sawyer Island because they were too focused on their show. They closed down Tom Sawyer Island early, which they still do. But stuff started to like malfunction on Tom Sawyer Island. And they were just like, you know what? Let's just put some caution tape and tell kids they can't go on that section any longer. <laughs> so, that's an easy fix. That's a, that's a fix. That's a fix they chose. Um, and they did that for like pretty much 20 years <laughs> until 2007 when Imagineers were like, okay, we got to actually do something with this now dilapidated island that we're telling kids they can go run amok on. So in 2007, Imagineers rethemed it to have more of a Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Which is really cute. So that's the Tom Sawyer Island I know. Oh, that's actually. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what we did run around was at Disneyland Paris. They have an entire, like, basically version of what would be Tom Sawyer Island. That's all, like, Skull Rock and, like, Pirates of the, or, yeah, Pirates Pirates of the the Caribbean. Caribbean And Lost Boys theme. Like, all that, like, Peter Pan and Pirates mashup of fun. Yeah, it's super similar. If you go today, if you go over to Tom Sawyer Island, when you first get to the island, you see a sign that Davy Jones has written to you, the the guest over there, saying that he's buried some treasure. You have to go find hidden treasure. And as you go around the island, they've added like cool lighting and stuff where like if you touch something, it'll light up and you'll hear like the omnipresent voice of Davy Jones giving you more clues. So you're basically doing a scavenger hunt until you get to the north end, which is where the big pirate treasure is, which is super cute. And the pirates music was going in the back of my head right there. Yes. So I also think they didn't mention this on any of the literature I read. I read through like the Disney Parks blog to get most of this information. Dead Man's Grotto is where they have the big pirate's chest and you can like hear Davy Jones talking. That whole cave section used to be called Injun Joe's Cave and it is spelled the not great way. Um, There were a lot of things (laughs) that um, were super racist because I guess probably taking from the source Uh, subject of Tom Sawyer, I guess. Um, Some of it did not land well. So I think the rebranding in 2007 was great because they got to wipe the slate clean of a lot of those types of names that were attached to the island and give them like pirate names like Dead Man's Grotto and such. There have been a couple of mishaps at Tom Sawyer Island. In 2001, they used to have mock rifles over by the Fort Wilderness cabin. No. And a little six-year-old girl lost half of her finger when she was playing with the mock rifles and they shot off. So 
Those you can't find anymore. Wait, why did the fake rifle shoot off and she lost half a finger? Look, it did not give any more specifics, but my assumption is that it still had a little bit of a kickback to it and her finger probably got stuck underneath the rifle. This is, I still do not understand why they have the shooting range game at Disneyland. I, they still do. They still have it, but it is, and it's like a shockingly recent Read date the that room. they have, re, they've removed the um, actual bullets from those guns, but it was like not that long ago that they did that. So yes, another piece that I think sh- we should know is that the Fort Wilderness, which was like a big cabin that they had where the little girl lost half of her finger, was the original from 1956 at Tom Sawyer Island. It used to be accessible to guests. Guests could walk through it, but they closed it in 2003 because they needed to refurbish it because they found it had been remember, long neglected for like basically two decades and it had been termite riddled. <laughs> so they were like, the the real wood is just coming down, you know, just literally disintegrating in front of us. So they had to completely redo the Fort Wilderness cabin. And now it's built with standard mill lumber rather than the hand sewn logs, like, you know, log cabin style, Lincoln log style that they had before. Yeah, yeah. But you can't walk through it anymore. So that's kind of a bummer. Now, Adam, I don't know if we want to share any of this, but Tom Sawyer Island has a checkered past. There are a couple of deaths that have happened at Tom Sawyer Island. And and look, I know we're not a podcast that usually talks about this kind of nature. So if you're not interested in hearing these stories, maybe scroll on for a couple of seconds (laughs) or a couple of minutes. Um, But do you want to hear these stories, Adam? Oh, sure. Let's turn this into Disney true crime. Disney true crime. Well, here's some another fun fact about me, since apparently I've been sharing a lot about my past that does not involve Disney. I also produce a boatload of true crime television shows. So that's like what I do when I'm not making a Disney podcast. So this kind of fits in my wheelhouse. I found this to be morbid and I still want to share it. On June 20th, 1973, there were two brothers, an 18-year-old and a 10-year-old brother from New York um, that were out visiting Disneyland. And they went through the off-limits area to the the cabin in, like, midday. And they liked it. And they thought, oh, let's stay here the night and see if we can, like, stay at Disneyland overnight. But around 9, 9.30 p.m., they got bored being in there. And so they, instead of deciding to tell a cast member that they were over there, now keep in mind that at sundown they closed Tom Sawyer Island, the boys decided to swim through rivers of America and make it to, you know, the New Orleans square side. But the 10 year old boy did not know how to swim. So he was on his 18 year old brother's back. And the 18 year old was swimming and ended up not being able to hold the brother for that long and ended up drowning. The 10 year old boy survived. The 10 year old survived. He dog paddled and a cast member saw him. And they found the body of the 18-year-old the next morning. Oh, my gosh. I know. So, guys, moral of the story is do not stick over at Tom Sawyer Island when they say we're closing it for the night. Don't stay over there. This one is kind of ridiculous and it's a grad night story, but it does involve another death. On June 4th, 1983, an 18-year-old boy from Albuquerque, New Mexico, drowned also in the Rivers of America uh, while trying to pilot – the rubber like dinghy boat that was over at Tom Sawyer Island. Toxicology report says that he had copious amounts of drugs in his system. And he and his friend 
were together over there. Also, friend was pretty pretty much on a lot of drugs. And they were both trying to get back over to the main section of Disneyland, but he ended up falling over and drowning. The friend made it over and told them. So they also found his body the next day. It's pretty crazy. I will say that both of these ended up with lawsuits and both of them lost those lawsuits. It seems pretty common <laughs> that if you're trying to sue Disney. Wait, I thought nobody died at Disney. Oh, yeah. No, nobody dies at Disney. I Probably these people's deaths were pronounced <laughs> after they left the Disney park, their bodies. but They uh, got off property. Yeah. They're like, sir, they're blue. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So there you have it. Those are I that's a laugh. super that's messed up. That is pretty messed up. Um, that's a super morbid vault for you all. It started off strong and it ended with two deaths of two teenagers. So, so moral next time of the story, you go to Tom Sawyer Island, um, yeah, just pay your respects and uh, enjoy the day. Listen to the cast members, I guess. Maybe don't do drugs. Don't swim in theme park bodies of water unless it's a water park. Like the bottom line is, do not get in the water. Yeah, in Florida, it's swimming with alligators. In California, I don't know. Just don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Um, but there's oh. your vault for you. I do. It's a Walt vault. I do like that this is the only ride that he is a credited vault. as like a Walt vault. He's credited yeah. as the creator and designer of the ride. So that is pretty cool. If you go over there, it's pretty nostalgic when you walk through all of those caves and you think like, this is what Walt wanted. He wanted to create something. I read online that he wanted to create this island because he didn't get to go do island cool, weird adventures as a kid. And he wanted kids to be able to have that experience. So that's pretty cool. I still like it. Just don't follow the rules. Just fo follow, also the, follow rules. the rules. That's all it is. I mean, oh. woof, right? Well, Adam, yeah. I'm so well, glad you're back here in the States. On that note. On that I'm note. Back. Yeah, no, we're back. We're back. We're at it. I'm sure there's lots to talk about. Now we got to start talking about, well, Halloween's almost over. And then that means in true spirit of the queen of Christmas herself, Mariah Carey, November 1st at 12.01 Eastern time, Christmas season begins. It's a little early for my taste. No, we're there. It is. Mm. Christmas decorations are coming out. Says the Jewish kid from New York. Um, <laughs> and we are there because you know what? In a couple of weeks, we're going to be able to talk about everything happening at the parks over the holidays, which is some of my favorite times at the parks. Next the to Halloween. Halloween's first and then the holidays are the second. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, folks, have a great rest of your week. It was a pleasure talking with you all. Please remember to go rate, review, like all the things. Just tell us Subscribe. you love us. I think you subscribe. I th yes, yeah, you subscribe. subscribe. You yeah, better subscribe. be subscribing. It really helps us. It helps us through the meter, all that stuff. And um, I don't know why, but if you go to Spotify, you can see our new updated logo. But don't look at it on, <sighs> I, this on is, Apple Podcasts. We have, we have a new logo. It's beautiful. Unpaid Intern created it for us. It's on the Spotify page and I think on the Google one too. But yep. for some reason, Apple has issues and it'll be there in about six months. Yeah. You'll see, so. you guys will see it in April when you hear about our review from <laughs> our, our cruise. Uh, but with that, <laughs> there we go. Everyone, have a great week. It was nice talking with y'all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>